take a short break. Um, I wanted to talk today for a minute about uh, the construction of a mikveh, but I just wanted to first tie it into the parsha, parsha's pinchas. We're learning today in the Revi. So in the parsha, it talks about that um, uh, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that his time for passing has come. And again, the pasuk enumerates why Moshe Rabbeinu was not allowed to go into uh, the land of Eretz Yisrael. The verse says, This is referencing the story that took place earlier in which Hashem said to Moshe to go ahead and speak to the rock. Instead of speaking to him, they beat the rock. And that was an lost opportunity, as Rashi explained earlier, for them to take a lesson that you don't um, have to beat him in order to listen. And uh, they didn't... Um, they rebelled, says Merisim P, to sanctify me with the water for their eyes. But why does the Posik use the words here, Lagdisheni Bamayim Leinehem? What do they mean? Lagdisheni Bainehem. You know, I mean, it wasn't, uh, why, why, is the, why is the water the, the emphasis over here? Yeah, true, it happened with water. They, they, Hashem, they were asking for water, we got, we're going to get them the water from the rock. But the fact that they disobeyed Hashem and they, instead of speaking, instead of, uh, instead of speaking to the rock, they beat the rock, that wouldn't make a difference whether it was to get the water or to get mana from the rock or to do anything else. The main thing is, they rebelled Hashem, so who should have said? The verse could have almost skipped the words by Mayim. It could have just said, to sanctify me in front of their eyes. The manifestation, whether it's water or not, doesn't seem to make a difference in the context of the uh, of the idea over here. But perhaps there's a is uh, a is a hint over here that the mayim actually water is actually an opportunity like disheni that it actually sanctifies Hashem too, because this whole idea of a mikveh of this purity and impurity is as opposed to the physical uh, ways of way we look at hygiene or things like that. Uh, it's another way. This is sort of a testimony, the whole idea of Mayim, that Mayim is a uh, mikveh in that sense. That is sort of brings the sanctity of Hashem by a declaration in which we realize that it's not the physical, but it's actually the spiritual. It's Hashem's command, which causes, the Mayim causes a certain kedusha, a certain holiness, a sanctity that we recognize, appreciate about Hashem. Correct or not, that's just a wanted a tie. Just used it as a tie into the mikveh, because I met an old, uh, I don't know, an old friend, but a rabbi from Yerushalayim uh, when I was there 45 years ago. Not quite 42, 40, uh, whatever, like 40, uh, yeah, 40 something years ago. He was a rabbi already there too, and um, I just um, looked at the new mixture of construction at uh, in Canton over there. I just looked at it right now. He came down. Rabbi Halperin from Yerushalayim, he's an expert in mikvois over there. So I just wanted to uh, take a moment to uh, go over the, uh, what, what the mikveh is and the physical structure, how we, the basic principles of a mikveh, try to do it in, within five minutes, five minutes or less, just to give the basic principle of the way a mikveh works. Basically, the Torah says, Ach mayon uboir mikveh mayim which means either well, or a pit that has a collection of water. That's basically what the verse says. That yatoir, that can be retired. That, that is something which can clean. So one way is to go into a well, a pure well. And the other well is a collection of water. That's what we call a mikvah. A mikvah we call a collection of water. So uh, 
the, the rabbis learn out that even though it says a collection of water, but just like the well is made by Hashem, same thing is the collection of water has to be by Hashem, which means you can't draw water and bring it there. It has to be come there from Hashem. It has to come there, just similar to the well. So the collection of water has to be similar to a well. But there's two differences, basically, or three differences between a well and a mikvah. A well, you don't need any amount. Any, any amount is there is kosher. And a well also can be flowing. The water can be moving, and you still can use it as, an, as, as a kosher place to immerse yourself. But when we talk of mikvah mayim, a mikvah means by definition, the word mikvah means a gathering of water. Can't leak, can't be zirkalin, it can't move. And also it needs a shear of a 40 saw, that becomes a shear for a mikvah. Now, the other thing is, we don't want, as we said, the mikvah can There's also certain tumors, today is not that much because we don't, we don't have tire so much, but certain tumors to purify require mayim chayim. We need a well, but that, that doesn't apply today for the tumors that we go to the mikvah today. So a mikvah is good enough just like a well. But the question is, you need to gathering from rainwater. So, of course, the easiest way, if you have rainwater falling into a pit and you use that pit, then you're in rainwater. That would be pretty easy. But the problem is that, A, uh, we want to change the water all the time. Because even if we can get, let's say, rainwater, uh, they do, they use a pipe that they would bring down from the roof in a way that it's not a kabotuma, it's not a keli, various different ways of making sure. Even if we do that, but if you made just a pit of rainwater, so you can't change the water. They're going to have to get rainwater every time that you use every day. That's an impossible task. You can't do that. So they had to come up with various different ways of being able to change the water. So there's basically three things that you do uh, in order to uh, make the water to qualify as rainwater. Number one thing is, it's called Amshocha Gabakarka, three Tzvachma Gabakarka. It basically means... Even if you take water that you draw, which means you take any sink water that comes from the town, it's all drawn water because it comes through pipes and everything else, so it's not directly rainwater. But all that water, as soon as it flows on the ground, according to one opinion, once it flows through Tzvachim on the ground, it's no longer considered shuvim. Now, at that point, it's already regular, it's like rainwater, regular water, and it's already kosher. So that's, so the first thing you do before the water goes to the mikveh, you have it run along the ground for three tfachim. That makes that water back no more shuvim. So technically, according to that view. By the way, we don't do one way. We do as many ways possible so that we cover all grounds just in case. So we do additional chumras. So we do, we try to cover everything. So that's one thing we do. That's an easy thing to do. We run it on the ground. We use a clay pipe or different ways of doing it. It has to be able to be absorbed. There's real rules of exactly what it has to, how it has to go. That's one thing. Then the next thing is what they do a lot of times is, uh, there's a Chabad mikveh, we'll talk about it in a minute, but in the general mikveh, not the Chabad mikveh, which the Rebbe Rashab instituted, basically, is the regular mikveh, they have what they call a boir zriya. Zriya means, technically, where they have a, 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 a pit that is filled up with rainwater, and that stays there all the time. Now the water that comes from the city goes into that pit, into that rainwater. Once a rainwater has 40 saw, you can add and add and add and add, it doesn't matter, it all becomes part of the same. So you keep that stationary 40 saw over there, and then you just have that water overflow 
into the mikvah that you are immersing yourself. So basically, your water is part of the mikvah of the of the zriya. It gets the zriya, it becomes like rainwater because it is mixed in with the other water, and then it comes into the mikvah. So that would be make one set of the mikvah okay. Uh, would make it rainwater. Then they use another method which is called hashaka, which means there's another pit which has also rainwater, which has a hole in between the two. It's basically, it's, you consider it like one pit with a wall in between. But when you make enough of a opening between the two mikvahs, so hashaka literally means a kiss. The water kiss each other, which means that connection of the water and the hole which is on the side in this case, uh, that makes this mikvah like one mikvah. So that rainwater, which is only rainwater, and the mikvah which you have here, which is the water that comes from the zriya, if it comes through zriya, which is in the mikvah that you're actually immersing yourself. So once they touch, so now it becomes like one extended mikvah again. So now it, the water comes originally from a zriya, and then later on, as the water is in there, it kisses the water, it's ashaka, with the other water, which is in the sideburn, and that makes this water uh, part of that same mikvah, and it's like rainwater. So what happens is, problem is, when you empty out this mikvah, you have to make sure to close that hole, because once that mikvah is going to run out, that water from the road is going to run out, and then you're going to get more of your water back into the other hole, Eventually, according to the Ravid, there will be not so, not so, not so. In other words, you get, eventually, you're going to mix up, you're going to have more regular water than the rainwater that you started out. That could disqualify according to that opinion. So that would be something that you have to watch for. And the way they do it is that they use a plug. So when they uh, empty the mikvah, they make sure to plug it. But what happens if you forget to plug it? It becomes, uh, it could be a problem. You got to watch that carefully to make sure that it meets that standard also. And therefore, the Rebbe Rashab's method is that you build one boy on top of the other boy, one on top of the other, which basically means that you have one big boy and you put a floor in between with an opening and the floor in between. So, and basically, um, the water that's on the bottom is usually cooler, it's always cooler than the water on the top. So it's less likely for that water to, so when you, sort of empty out the top boiler to clean it up, you're not going to take along with it the bottom one because the colder water is going to stay in the bottom. So you'll have the rainwater staying there most of the time. And um, what you do also is you have the water directly fall onto there. So it's actually doing a zri at the same time as it's doing because in the Buragabi Bur, you have the water fall directly onto the opening and where there is uh, uh, rain, where is the rainwater? So it's being zodeya, and at the same time, it stays there as a shaka uh, for later on. So you're accomplishing both of them together. But you can't do that technically if you want to do all three things. In other words, if you have a bird has zodeya and has shaka and has shaka in the body, they're only going to have the shaka because you can't have two zodeyas. It's either the zodeya, the water in the mikvah is going to come by being zodeya with the other bird, or it's going to come through a zodeya. In the bottom bird, you can't have the water coming in both places. So that would be uh, technically of, uh, a disadvantage, I guess, if you're making a bird azria. I'm not an expert in this field. I'm just giving you some general uh, to, to people that uh, study this and they built mikvahs and they know the practical things of it. But 
the, um, the, uh, the general benefit of this type of, of mikveh is, like I said, is, to per, is to the, the precaution against notal sov and osin so. We learned in the Torah uh, in Shulchan Menachem before, the Rebbe inquired a lot about, uh, by Rav Lando, by those people who built the mikveh by the Rebbe Rashab, and the Rebbe inquired, you know, wanted to know exactly, and, you know, it seems like uh, uh, some of the uh, details were lacking, were lacking clarity, and they, the Rebbe was trying to find out, you know, exactly, you know, to see what the reasoning is and how they exactly built it. But the bottom line is, all this is to, meant to be uh, sanctified. And we know, of course, uh, the mikveh by women, it's their obligation, a Torah obligation to use the mikveh. But we know by Hasidim, for the additional Torah, it's also become a mikveh, so a mitzvah. So hopefully with a, not sure, I'm not going to speak, hopefully with a mikveh in the neighborhood, we'll be able to use a mikveh every day, hopefully. And uh, now those who risk to go to the lake in the summer months, it's easier, but in the winter months, so hopefully we'll be able to uh, benefit from that also, which will bring also this will also not only make us Kedush of Tarev, but it will also be through the mind.